Hello, my people. Hello, my babies. Uh, it's uh, the email show with Humble and Fred. I'm Humble. This is Frederick. Hello, everyone. And the email Thursday show is brought to you by the following fine sponsors. Our buddy, the retirement Sherpa, Bodog, the Chamber Plan, Arcadec, as well as evnet.ca, Aaron Ventures, Stretch Lab Toronto at stretchlab.com, and the title sponsor of this episode, of course, Palma Pasta, our buddy Anthony and the family, with four locations, one in Oakville, three in Mississauga, and their signature store, Palma's Kitchen. You can uh, order online even and get uh, corporate uh, catering and all that kind of stuff at palmapasta.com. Palma Pasta, Italian tradition. Simply delicious. I, I know we're just going to get right to the emails. Can I share something with you? Can I share a story? Oh, uh, uh, by all means, share. Uh, so you've been in my home. You know that it's just endless stairs. Five stories from the basement to the bedroom is five stories and this morning, my day began after a pretty good sleep. Heart rate, pretty good. Uh, I went downstairs, made coffee, and then I couldn't find my phone. So I did three or four trips up and down the stairs. And I even said this to myself. I'm like, it can only be in one or two places. And it was uh, because it's a black phone. I had left it on the uh, stove, which is also black. It's a black top stove. Mm-hmm. So there it was, no big deal. I just kind of chuckled to myself. I'm like, all right, old man, your day. I said that. I said, well, your day's begun with six flights of stairs or something, right? You know, I'm going to get the heart pumping. Yeah, good for you. Then I take Stan outside, and then I'm like, oh, where did I put my wallet? Because usually at, at golf, I'll put it in the car, and then I put it in my pocket once I get back in the car. So I went back. I <laughs> lost so much. I did another five or six trips up and down the stairs, and you know I'm such a, you know, they were in my pants that I wore. Why didn't I look there first? They were in my shorts that I wore last night, but because my shorts were laying flat, I didn't think to look there. I thought I would see the bulge or whatever. Anyway, that's how my day began. Going up and down. I don't know. I've done like ten or twelve flights of stairs now. <laughs> well, isn't that uh, isn't that the story? Uh, but, hey, a good way to get your day going. Clears the head, the mind, it gets the blood pumping. You know. Oh, it did. Yesterday, I had a similar uh, situation. Uh, I went to the baseball game with Rudra Tuesday night, and I was wearing my cargo shorts, which have several pockets, you know, on the yes. on the thighs, as they do. And my sunglasses in the case, I stuffed them in a pocket um, when I no longer needed sunglasses. Sure. And then yesterday, I'm going out, and I put on the same cargo shorts, and then I start looking for my sunglasses. And then I thought, oh, I thought I put them in the shorts, so I'm padding all the pockets, and I don't feel them. So I spend the next probably 20 minutes looking for my sunglasses. And then I'm, and then I'm beating myself up, going, that's crazy. I didn't leave them anywhere. I remember them putting them in my cargo shorts, but where are they? What could have happened? And then on further investigation, I'm putting my hands into all the pockets deeply there mm-hmm. on the side and a little thin pocket were my sunglasses that I had literally been carrying around with me whilst I was looking. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. 
Do you know how many times I went to my bedroom on the when I when I when I thought I'd lost my wallet? No, was, how many times? No, I'm gonna say I was on the ground floor. I was on the floor of the mm-hmm. car with my with when I found my phone, shining a light, thinking I dropped it down there. But I must mm-hmm. have gone up there three times before I thought to check the pants I was wearing yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, my wife is so disciplined. As soon as she comes in, she'll take her keys and put put them on the hook just inside the door. And for the most part, I do too. But yeah. the odd time, I'm you know, I come into the house in a flurry or whatever, and frustrated. Something in I'm my patient. hand, or, you know, I'm carrying something, or I've got something on my mind, and I'm in and out or whatever. And I'll just put my keys maybe on the counter, or on the sideboard thing, or maybe on my desk. What, do you have any other places? And then I, and wait, then wait, I, I wait, find wait. them, but no, I, do you have I, any other? Do you have any other places that you leave your keys as well? And oh yeah! Oh, <laughs> believe me. Yes. I'm sorry, I interrupted your uh, in the bathroom. Anyway, sure. Um, you know what I mean. And then she laughs at me because she knows when I'm in looking for my keys mode. Right? Oh yeah. Just when well, I'm going from room to room, and she's saying. I saw them in the bathroom, and then I'll go in, and there they are beside the... So that mode you're talking about is the mode I was in for about 20 minutes. And I kept saying to myself, because I really thought... I I actually said at one point to myself inside my head, oh, and here I thought this was going to be a a nothing, no-brainer kind of day, like no stress, because I'm I'm starting to think, okay, now what I'm going to do, I'm going to replace my credit cards and find my health card and all this stuff. This is is what I thought my day was going to be while I was running around the house. When I first moved in here, speaking of discipline, by the way, we're going to get to everyone's emails in a second. When I first moved here and I lost my keys, this is when I had keys, Mm-hmm. I only had to lose them once before I before I did what Doll does for for almost all the time I've lived here. When my car needed keys, it doesn't now. I would go to a place, the little basket on top of the fridge, and put my keys every time. Because the one time I did lose them in this place, it it's there's so many floors. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to go through that again. You know those little things you can get now, the trackers. They're cheap yes. and they're small, and you can just put them on your key ring and. Yeah, you know, Danny keeps saying to me, "Do that, get that," and then I, you know, I look at him and say, "Well, do it for me, get that for me." Right? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Danny is like, I love the fact that your son is like tech support. Uh, all oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Um, I bet you, I mean, for you people that know the show, I bet you can tell we're not taping this after the show Wednesday because we're just hanging out on Thursday with Hi each guys. other. Hi and that's guys. why we've got a little Hi more guys. time for the emails show. Humble and Fred at humbleandfred.com. And uh, we'll get started with this email. Uh, this is from Stephen Lehman, Ontario Impaired Driving. Further to our conversation a week or so ago about the levels of intoxication and when do you lose your license or when are you suspended and what have you. Anyway, Stephen Lehman says, gents, here's some clarification. Most people confuse over 80 or more milligrams, milligrams of alcohol in 100 milliliters of blood. I can explain more. I am a certified, designated, and gazetted breath Mm. technician in Ontario by the Ministry of the Solicitor General and Center for Forensic Sciences. (laughs) Wow. It's a a mouthful, but uh, credentials are key. I've been a listener since 89 and love the show. Uh, CFNY listener from Pete and Geet's days back when uh, Fred was doing the sports regards Stephen Lehman. And then he, uh, you know, there's a link here to uh, more detail about... 
uh, where you stand uh, with impaired driving and drinking and uh, getting behind a wheel. So we could share that on our Facebook page, and uh, obviously he is uh, offered more information if we want it. But uh, people should be clear on that. Yes, they should. Well, and that started that part of that conversation came about when we were talking uh, the difference between you know the you know the levels of impairment with alcohol and the mm-hmm. levels of impair of impairment. Excuse me, with uh, marriage wanna. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. All right. Hang on a second. I was looking for something else a minute ago, and I just got lost. I think I'm hitting this at the wrong time because I'm supposed to say this next one is from Eric Magditch. And Eric is one of the original. Eric goes back a long way with this show. And he says, hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, Humble and Fred. Just listening to yesterday's show. This came in yesterday. You were talking about Burton Meats. I was there Saturday buying some hanger steaks. Well, the cat's out of the bag now. It's unbelievable how good they are. The meat just melts in your mouth, and there were lots there, at least 20 or 30 packs in the bin. So let Darren know. That's our friend. Uh, They don't seem to be running out. Eric bought four of them. Anyway, the story is, when I was paying for them, I asked the guy who looks like the owner if he had ever heard of the Humble and Fred show. He said maybe, but not really. I told him that you talk about his store on your show all the time, and that's the only reason I'm here today. He was surprised and said he would check it out. He asked me again to repeat the name, so who knows if he'll remember. He he seemed busy. Uh, Humble, I'm the same age as you, born in 1960. Don't seem to have issue with hairs growing out of my ears. Lucky you. I don't... It's not... By the way, it's not just in my ears, in the canal. It's on the outside, the rim, the ear rim. Uh, Eric says, my wife's always pulling hairs out of my eyebrows. You have some eyebrow hair. I've seen them. They get going. Oh, yeah. Your, oh, yours yeah. get really yeah. extended. No, I got to watch that. The lease is on me all the time. But as I said, like a hostess, they grow, like they pop. They pop overnight, literally. So that's another drag at this age. You just constantly got to be looking in the mirror to make sure you don't have that old, you know. Exactly. You know, English professor sort of look to you with bushy eyebrows and, you know, nose hair. And <laughs> Eric uh, goes on and says, uh, his wife says that his eyebrow hairs are white and gnarly, but I have no idea what she's talking about. I never see them, you know, because you can't see anymore. She's always complaining about my fingernails, which is true. And I always reply, I just cut them last week, which I did. Everything is growing faster. Loving you, OG Hundy P, Eric from Brampton, BP a bit high, but I'm working on it, cutting back on salt. That's quite a lot of stuff there to unpack. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, Maybe he opened a Burton uh, Meats uh, door there. Now that the guy is somewhat aware, maybe we could take a break and email it to them. And then when I slide in there one day, it could open a conversation about, have you ever advertised or ever thought about advertising? Well, when you think about the number of people that we've sent there now, and just remind me. What, what's a hanger steak? It's a thin steak? No, no. It looks... It almost looks like a pork tenderloin, but it's... Oh. It's beef. Okay. Gotcha. You know, they're long and... Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. <clears throat> All right. All right. Who's this from? Right on. This is from Fred Ball. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Fred Ball. Show catch up. Hey, Fred and Howard. I was golfing at... Ogle Bay, West Virginia all week, and I'm catching up with the shows this week. 
Hearing Howard talk about Dr. Thick, I can add to the story. Dr. Thick being the father of Alan Thick, the late Alan Thick. Dr. Thick has had his practice in Brampton forever. Anyway, in fact, I don't know if he's still alive, to be honest. Who? But, uh, oh, no, he is yeah, still alive, he, Doctor. That's the how, Doctor, right. Yes, that was the story. I, 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 the story was yes. I met him in a parking lot at a golf course. And found out so he was obviously still alive. He, well, he was. Well, <laughs> he was a week ago. I mean, you know, at his age. Well, well I was going to say, I'm thinking, I like, I'm skipping a generation here because. So, how old would he be? Mid eighties, for sure. At Early least. to mid, yeah. Okay, sorry. Seemed to be in great shape. Spry. He's talked okay. a lot about flying and golf and uh, his son. Right. Okay. So growing up, we were neighbors with the Thicks. When Brian was going for his pilot's license, I was already in the middle of my commercial license training. That's mm-hmm. Fred Ball. That's Fred Ball. Yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. The doctor had a very busy schedule, and I would go over to their house at night and tutor Brian on the ground school material. I did get my commercial with IFR and mm-hmm. haven't flown since the 80s, and he is still flying yep. good for him that's frederick ball frederick ball thank hi you fred guys. hi guys fred and fred fred and fred uh we haven't heard from jen for uh, a few weeks but jennifer kelly who uh, really loves to leave us voice messages has left us hi guys the following hey guys good morning just wanted to chat about that conversation yesterday when old people fall and break their hip. Quite often when they're in their own home and they've been there for, you know, many, many years because they're 85, they may actually have early onset dementia, but because they're in such a familiar surrounding where they know how to make a cup of tea because they know where the kettle is and they know where their laundry machine is, it's not noticeable. But when they fall and break their hip and they go into the hospital and nothing is familiar, that's when it becomes apparent that there's confusion. They're seeming to be discombobulated and the dementia does does show its its true colors. It's sad. It's really sad. And then if they do actually have Alzheimer's and they break their hip, they can't remember how to learn how to walk again. I'm sure, Howard, you can relate to some of this, having had some personal experience, as have I. It's very sad. Anyway, thanks, guys. Love ya. Heart rate, 72. Have a good day. Well, that's a lot there. Thank you very much, Jennifer Kelly. Love the fact that she included her heart rate. Um, I, my mom got her Alzheimer's so early you know, my mother died at the age that I think you're about to turn. Like my mother was 67, yeah. Wow. But she got early, early onset, so mid-50s. So physically, my mom was still very, uh, you know, I don't want to use the word spry because 50, but, you know, very agile. Uh, but that's interesting that Jennifer brings that up, that, that if you get it later, break your hip, that you can't remember how to f- remember how to walk. Right. So you just disintegrate. That's, um, that's just the, uh, you know, I mean, all diseases are hooked to, you know, tragedy or, you know, they are tragic or unfair, cruel. Um, that one, you know, where people can be just physically top notch and then suffer with dementia, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. It's all, you know, there's a guy, you've heard us uh, refer to Papa Doug, Doug Laird, 90 years old, still up at the Tin Palace. 
And here's a guy, I sat with him the other day, me and Delisa, and we're talking to him. And this is a guy, 90 years old. He pulls out statistics and facts and memories from his life and guys' names and where they worked. It's like unbelievable. And he gets around pretty good, but his eyes aren't very good. So he can't really go off the deck or really wander around because his eyesight has gotten that bad. And we were making that point, like, you know, hey, he's 90, but at the same time, you know, his eyes have failed him when everything, everything else is like fine. Sure. But that's age. That's age. Yeah. You, they, I was going to say, you're, you're not going to get out without something. I mean, Rachel's yeah. mom, ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, Rachel, her mother, you know, early 80s, fantastic shape, super smart, completely yeah. with it, macular degeneration. So her eyesight, maybe that's what Doug's got. It's mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, they can't see peripheral, can't read very much anymore. Yeah, no yeah. one's getting out without something. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Who have we got next, Freddie? Uh, Richard uh, Bullis. All right. He says, uh, the Hi, shower guys. towel. The shower towel. Yes. Hi, guys. For decades, I've wondered if I was the only one who multi-used my uh, shower towel. Fred's description of him being squeaky clean after a shower matches mine. I was actually drying my nads off at the exact time he was talking. Uh, thanks, guys, for uh, validating my shower towel practices. You both and Dan continue to make our world better. Oh, isn't that nice? And then he says, Gord bless. Mm-hmm. Actually, he writes, God bless. But I will say, Gord bless. And that's from Rich. Well, thank you very much, Rich. Hi, guys. Hi, you guys. Know, I'm sorry. Do, do uh, hotels still do that? Recommend that you use your towel more than once? Uh, uh, you know, they, they always put for the environment, but I used to think, well, yeah, but also you'd like to uh, la- you'd, you'd like to do less laundry. Mm, cynical, Fred. Uh, I was in a hotel about three weeks ago. I do not recall seeing that sign, but I'm sure it was there. Hi, guys. Hi, um, guys. This is from Sean Nadeau. Says, uh, great shows again this week, gents. Howard. That would be me. It's unfortunate you didn't get to talk to Monica Brom. That was the woman, the death doula, who was only too happy to kill us. Sean says that he and I know each other. Hi, Sean. Uh, Monica was in a big position. Uh, oh, Monica, about airport days. Monica used to work at Buttonville. I did not know that. I, I, I Somewhere in all this, I think I heard that. She was in a big position to meet celebrities there, one being Greg Norman. He used to fly in his great white shark embossed jet, super fancy and custom inside. I recall the story. One time he asked Monica for recommendations for buying sunglasses. So she sent him across uh, Woodbine to the Unionville National Sports Store. And ever since I pictured the pimple faced sports kid working there, looking up and seeing the legendary great white shark walking in, that would have been a huge one for them. Wow. Good day, mates. Oh, and he said, he, he, I'm sorry, he goes, good day, mate. Need me some sunny specs and then does some stuff. Anyway, uh, that little story always stuck in my head. It's a good visual. It's worth sharing. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate you. Hi, guys. That's Hi all guys. I can say about that. Hi, guys. Appreciate Sean. Who you got there? Uh, I'm looking for a name. Um, I don't see a, a name here. Let me see. Let me just back up here. Uh no, it just says home. I don't I don't see a name, Howard. Well, I can't help you. I don't have it in front of me. It's there, from Boba. Finsters at Simpatico. All right, Finsters. Hi, guys. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I see it now. It's buried in the thing. It's Kevin Finn Howard. Oh, okay. Kevin Finn. Yes. Hi, guys. Long-time listeners since CFNY days. couple of recommendations and a question. Howard, I recently uh, tried Peroni Zero Zero non-alcoholic beer. It was $20 for 24 at Costco. It's uh, pretty good. Yeah. Peroni, when I've been in Italy, that's what we drink. It's a lovely beer. Uh, Fred, I know you are uh, doing Wordle. Have you seen the Canadian version, Kanaki or Kanuckle? Kanuckle, I'm sorry. Kanuckle. No, I have not. Do you still do uh, Wordle? Ah, uh, not really. Not so much anymore. By so. the way, I've drank. I, I've drank. I've had. Yeah. Occasion to drink a Peroni. Mm-hmm. Non-alcoholic. Pretty good. Right. But no, I have not played Canuckle. Similar with Canadian facts, history, etc. I may be imagining, but did you do a parody song about the 407 to a Green Day song similar to Snow, uh, snow Removal Machine? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, thanks for making me laugh for 30-plus years. Loving you, Kevin Finn. Uh, resting heart rate 58. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Dan, time to cut the grass, he says. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As Dan cut the grass? Because he wasn't going to cut the grass in May. And no, what did he call it? No mow May. Oh, right. It's June 1st, so we should. Yeah, yeah no. All right. My place right now is just lovely. I cut it all, and I trimmed it all, and then there's an abrupt line between our places. <laughs> oh, this is up north. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and his is overgrown yeah, well. and weedy and stuff like that. But anyway, you know, Dan's busy. <sighs> Dan's, Dan's, you know what Dan's busy doing? You know what he's doing? Paperwork. What? He's doing some paperwork. (laughs) All right. Hi, guys. This is from Rick Cameron. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. He says, uh, oh, this is old school. He says, hello, people. Hi, guys. That's what our boy Phil used to say before Mm -hmm. he broke up with us. Freddie, if you need your hearing tested in Brampton, I would recommend Brampton Audiology on Vauden Road. Or Vauden. Rob... Guadango is a doctor of audiology and will give you a thorough check. He is an independent clinician and not tied to one of the big chains. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you may need to spread your cheeks there as there is a charge. Howard, you, did you want to comment on that? Well, if there's a charge, it's off the table. No, I will not be going there. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. No, that's good to know because I right. should do that. I go, should go through that exercise. Howard, Doug Ford, the premier who has been doing, doling out billions in incentives to try and woo the battery manufacturers, canceled the EV credit for buyers as one of his first program cuts. Seems a bit hypocritical to be trying to get the battery business, but not offer incentives to buy these products, which I agree. And I will remind you again, Ontario might be the only province in Canada that doesn't, independent of the federal government, offer incentives to people going electric. Uh, the highest, I think, is Quebec offers 12000 The average is probably in the 5 to 10. This is beside the 5000 the federal government uh, gives EV drivers. What the province does only is allow EV drivers to drive in the HOV lanes. Okay. Yeah, they're probably afraid of the numbers. They probably looked at how many electric cars are being used in the province and thinking, boy, if we had to give 12000 for every car, it would be, what would that be? Which is counterproductive, I understand, but I'm sure everything always comes down to money, right? Well, Rick Cameron makes a great idea. Rick Cameron, Rick, make, Rick's a May, 
makes a great point. They're wooing manufacturers of electric vehicle mm-hmm. parts and uh, and batteries. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, there. Thank you very much, Rick Cameron. You're a good man. Bye appreciate guys. you. Appreciate. Appreciate everybody. Bye guys. We appreciate. Uh, Dave Powery. Hi guys. Hi guys. He's got a few things here. Uh, sorry, this uh, if this gets long winded. First of all, I just wanted to uh, say how good Frank sounded uh, from the trailer on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, we have great internet there. It's just such a convenience. And explain why he says Frank. Oh, because I referred to myself <laughs> once as Frank. That's all. <laughs> Come on. By now. the way, did you That's see pretty, the email that came? Did you see funny. the email that came in today? No, sir. It's about, you'll see it. Well, I can refer to it at the end. It's about a, a sauce. Okay. Okay. But anyway, I'm getting mixed up. Right. Anyway, your talk today about keeping the Tin Palace is very relevant to me also. Our site fees have increased drastically over the past couple of years, and we seem to have the discussion at renewal time every year. We are somewhere in the neighborhood of $5,500 for the season. The way I look at it... Uh, you know, the number of days and nights we use it throughout the season, then you put a dollar value on each night, you know, are we comfortable with the cost to keep it? The pleasure and relaxation it gives us is still well worth it, says Dave. And again, I'm sure that's the thought process of many people with rentals. Uh, when you take into consideration, uh, consideration a one week all inclusive, it could run you four grand or more. And with the trailer, you get six months of enjoyment. I've made that point many times to the people at the Tin Palace when they complain about the site fees it's like my goodness yeah just think about what you're getting for the time based on if you went on a trip for a week but anyway uh he says that's just by two cents resting heart rate 74 bowel movement regular but not frequent Mm. stay strong your peon pal uh david I'm very nice, David. Thank you for that. Pee on him once? Hi guys. What's that, sir? Hi guys. Did we pee on him once? I don't. <laughs> Listen, there were some. You know, we'll do anything for uh, sponsorship opportunities, and maybe that was one of them. Right on. Um, this is from Carlson Donahue, not his real name, and uh, he says, "Hi guys." Hi guys. He says, "Thanks so much." For reading my email, I was laughing very loudly at work uh, to your breakdown. Yes, I said work. Thankfully, I do have a day job. Because I think you said, uh, don't give up your day job. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll say that um, because what I gave him some feedback about. He, gave, he sent me nine pages of jokes. And then he goes on to uh, explain some of the jokes to me and to us. So I won't go into those. Anyway, loved... Um, the constructive criticism, and I greatly, greatly appreciate you taking the time to read my material. I do have to disagree with Fred, though. I'm not even close to being as funny as him. Brampton, Sein- <clears throat> he goes, Brampton Seinfeld, are you kidding me? I'm still laughing about the pizza face mask joke, which I completely forgot. What was that? Don't know. Um, he says, I will try and write some of these, uh, maybe send some new ones. Uh and by the way, he says, P.S. Carlson Donahue is my Dan Duran name, which I guess indicates it's not his real name. So what I want to say is this. I was in the kitchen the other night making dinner with Spencer, my daughter. And Spencer is uh, you know, probably, I think, Wednesday was her, I want to say, their 10th or 11th time doing stand-up. 
Mm. Oh. So Spenny does some sketch stuff. She goes to Second City. And they've been, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, going up on stage a couple times, you know, two, three times a month. So we were talking about their act, and I love, I love it. For me, it's the, it's the greatest. And I said, oh, by the way, honey, what were you going to say? No, I'm just nodding. I, <laughs> yeah, I, love, I love her doing this. Yeah, and I, I, and I love the, we go over her material, and we talk back and forth about what bits make sense, and then, then they tape it for me, and then we listen to the tape. It's great. I, I will say mm-hmm. this, and without getting too schmaltzy, it is one of my greatest joys. Oh, of course. I love it. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting, this is the point I'm making about Carlson. So I said to Spencer, I said, this guy sent me some jokes. And I said, a lot of them are, because what we talk about with Spencer all the time is you've got to be very clear about the premise, because if you're not clear about the premise, the audience has to agree with something before you can make jokes about it. And, and Spencer said, send me the jokes. And I will say this to Carlson, upon further review, there were some very funny jokes in it. And I'm going to read two of the ones that Spencer and I both thought were very good. And and Spencer really liked this one because I guess, you know, again, they relate to, you know, somebody in their 20s. So so here's the joke. He says, I'm that kind of broke where you only carry around your wallet just in case you get into an accident. And uh, (laughs) it made us both laugh. It's a great bit. I'm the guy, he said, I'm that kind of broke where you only carry your wallet around just in case you get into an accident. And the other one that we liked was, you know, they make wedding soup. Why not other special occasion soups like anniversary soup or stay of execution soup? So anyway, Carlson, uh, I will tell you this, that uh, there were some stuff in there. And I apologize. I get carried away. We get goofing off here. And again, who am I to criticize or take shots at a guy that has gone to that length. And again, as you oh say, my there's, some, there's some gold in there. <laughs> he says, this is the, the last time I sat down and wrote jokes or stood up on a stage and delivered them. So. <laughs> he says the lunchroom at work smells like microwave cardboard and missed opportunities. It's a, it's a good premise, man. Uh-huh. So uh, Carlson, I just want you to know that, uh, you know, dad and daughter read your jokes the other night uh, at dinner. And we all thought they were there's some pretty good stuff in there. So, uh, do you have one more to go? Because I think that's it for me. Yes, Howard. And uh, it's okay. the one that I referred to a couple of minutes ago about sauces. So oh, okay. So, I did send it to you. Yes. Good. Good. Hi, fellas. This is Holly... Jackal or Jekyll or something. Judge Kutch. Judge Kutch. Judge Kutch. Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, waving is her uh, subject line here. Hi, fellas. You were talking about sauces for Hi, guys. Mm, barbecue sauce, etc. And that reminded me of a seafood sauce I saw at a place I was uh, house uh, pet sitting a month ago. I have attached a picture of the jar. I love the name of it. Laugh out loud. Is there something you are telling us? I'll laugh out loud again. Love the podcast. This is uh, Holly from uh, Chilliwack in the uh, Fraser Valley of BC. Yes. And anyways, the attachment was there and I opened it up and it says original cocktail sauce. Humble and Frank is the name of it. Yeah. Humble and Frank cocktail sauce. I'll tell you where I first saw that uh, was a few years back. I went to one of those weed expo shows, you know, when I was going to be a weed pioneer. Mm hmm. And I think I sent you a picture because I saw 
You know, it was one of those uh, expo, expos where there's like different sauces right. and weed. And anyway, somebody I saw, hey, Humble and Frank, uh, somebody's company. And so we are aware and our lawyers are uh, taking action. Okay, well, there you go. Anything else? Was that it? No, that's it. Excellent. Uh, but, but on that note, it's in the shed up at the Tin Palace. I still have uh, a Labatt blue bottle and it still has the beer in it. And I forget what exactly the occasion was but it's you and i on the label labat blue did something the humble and fred anniversary beer or something i forget nice. which one yeah so it is nice to see and you know when they put our faces on that i think it was a but it was a it was a blue not a blue light or a bud light when they put our faces on that label howard there was no back <laughs> no kid rock didn't protest no one cared no they didn't lose market share yeah. there was no violence or guns involved it was uh it was a relatively peaceful relatively peaceful because of the overwhelming lack of giving a shit about about us uh thanks to everyone humble and fred at humble and fred radio.com uh, this program is brought to you by the retirement sherpa Bodog, the chamber plan architect ev net Aaron Ventures, Stretch Lab Toronto, and of course our presenting sponsor for the email program, Palm Pasta. 38 years of delivering quality Italian food at palmapasta.com. A little up the road from the habitations of the towns we know A place we saw the lights turn low The jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts Two turntables and a microphone Bottles and cans and just clap your hands Or just clap your hands Where's that?